couple of other things that are really important if you're an apartment owner out there. I am really grateful that all of our inspections, we keep current, that everything worked because, man, if it didn't, definitely someone would have died. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips with Heather Marchant. Heather, how are you? Hello, everyone. I'm great. How are you, Ron? It's summer, man. Oh, it's been summer. I don't know what you've been doing out there in Utah. (laughs) Well, technically, it's not summer, I think, for a few more weeks, but the weather's warm. It's in the 90s, and I'm like, oh, this is my happy place. Yes, me too. Me too. (laughs) Yes, and we're out enjoying it. It's really, I've said this on the show before, but I do live in paradise. It is gorgeous here. It is gorgeous. We've been, I don't know, we've been teasing this particular show for a while now. Yeah, I'm kind of pumped, actually. It's time. This is the Get Real show, so (laughs) we're going to get real about just crazy stuff. I mean, (laughs) it's just... Owning rental properties is not all sunshine and roses. Oh, man. It's just not. This is literally one of the craziest that's ever happened to me with, with real estate, and so... I think you're going to enjoy this show. And then we're going to have, this is like a two, this is a series. We're going to do a two part (laughs) series because I'm going to invite someone on with us, Heather, for the part two of this, which is kind of the solution to this ridiculous thing that happened. Well, what I like about this, Ron, is so many times when I talk to new clients who are new to real estate, they'll say to me, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, give me the worst that you've ever heard. And this would be in my top five. And this happened to you. We should preface this. We've been in real estate for over two decades now. And mm-hmm. I don't even know how many transactions. That's Heather, true. I don't even know. I That's mean, true. that many transactions, I Thousands. literally don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's got to be seven, 8,000 transactions at this point. Yeah. And, you know, I've bought and sold thousands of properties. Yeah. Legit. This is... Crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. All right. So I'm excited. we talked about this once before, just really briefly, that I had had a fire at my, one of my apartment buildings. Okay. And when you think fire in an apartment building, I usually think either crazy burned down to the ground or just like a gas fire or, you know, something in the kitchen, little smoke that's, damage or whatever. Every instance, that's what it is. Right? Yes, exactly. Okay. <clears throat> so to set the stage for this, I am in Memphis. This property is in Memphis. I am in Memphis with my asset manager, my partner on another deal, property manager, and we're looking at properties. So we've looked at a property that we have in our contract. We're doing on-site due diligence on this thing. We're getting ready to buy. And we're, we're out looking this particular day. We had been out looking at probably two or three other apartment buildings because we want to buy more apartment buildings. And we kind of ended the day. It's mid afternoon. We hit the hotel. We had just valeted the car and I'm standing on the phone talking to the broker for this other deal because we're renegotiating now because of, of our, our onsite. And so I'm literally standing there with my partner on the phone with the broker completely oblivious to what is happening while I'm on the phone standing in front of the hotel 
my asset manager and the property manager have left. So when I get off the phone, my partner, just very nonchalant, he goes, hey, property manager, asset manager, they left because there's a fire in your apartment building. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because usually what Heather said, I mean, Heather, yeah. I mean, usually when somebody says there's a fire, it's usually, you know, somebody left the pot on and somebody put it out and there's some smoke, maybe some smoke damage in the, in the one unit, yeah. right? And so, when that happens, Ron, just to be clear for everyone, I've only had a client had that happen to them once in all the years I've been working and doing this. No, right? and I've had, um, I've had a client have their house burned to the ground before, once. This yeah. has never happened to me. That's true. But that's true. There is one last summer. That's true. Yeah. In that instance, if nobody gets hurt, okay. I mean, that's yeah. why you have insurance. No big deal. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay. I mean, until I hear otherwise, this is probably just a non-issue, right? Somebody probably called. There's a fire. They're taking care of it. I said, Andy, let's go get a burger. There's a restaurant. So this is how nonchalant this is, right? So there's, I'm in let's Memphis. Let's go get a burger. Let's go get a burger. There's a burger joint <laughs> just down the street. So we walk down the street. We're ordering up. We've ordered our burgers. And we're just sitting there waiting. Burgers show up. I literally take like one bite of my burger. And Andy flips his phone around. And it is like smoke on the screen. So the property manager has FaceTimed and he's not even at the property yet. And you can see the smoke. So he's like far away. miles away and you can see the smoke. Okay. So, this, <laughs> so now all of a sudden, this isn't let's go sit down and have a burger fire. This is raging, roaring, yeah. like we're going to make the news fire. Like this is big and yeah. immediately in the back of the mind. Now this is a, a 55 plus community. That's so what I was just, you, yep. Oh, I mean the fear of that 55 plus people with a fire raging and getting them out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I mean the smoke from what we can see on the, on the phone, there's no way people don't get hurt. There's no way. Yeah. This is going to be really bad. And so, I mean, Andy and I are like, check please we're leaving like i had a bite we're leaving so now we're going to check out this fire and before we leave i call my insurance agent because that's what you do right i'm like you know yep. give me some boots on the ground here we're going to need help right so i call my insurance agent <clears throat> and i tell her which property she insures a lot of properties for me so i tell her which property and she goes oh my gosh we're on like i i don't know how to tell you this you don't have insurance Dun, dun, dun. Now. <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh I, I didn't even know this was possible. Okay. Cause this yeah, is. Yeah. There's a loan on it. Yeah. This is an institutional loan. They yeah. escrow taxes and insurance, right? Because dummies like me forget to make payments. So yeah. they do it and they have all kinds of fail safes. So mm -hmm. just so everybody's aware, if you don't, continuously have coverage on the property, they will force place insurance on the property yeah. to make sure that it's covered. I've gotten a letter before. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of you have too. I mean, some of our clients have called us and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't have insurance. They're going to put insurance on the problem. Like, oh, calm down. It's okay. You probably do have insurance. They just, they just didn't get the letter from the insurance company. Yes. Right. So <laughs> I'm not sure which order to do this, Heather. I think let's just keep I going know, with the story and then I'll go story. back like because story. I'm just like, I am now thinking, okay, A, I don't have any insurance. 
fire in the building. This is going to be massive amounts of damage. I'm screwed. B, anybody yeah. gets hurt, I'm triple, quadruple screwed. I mean, I'm screwed, screwed yeah. on this deal. Do you have so an umbrella driving. policy that would have helped? An umbrella policy? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you just, yeah. you don't want to have to use that policy for something where you are. I mean, I already, yeah. the, the money was escrowed, right? So, I mean, it's not like I yeah, shouldn't have it. Totally. Okay. So we get in the car, we're driving to the place and I call my mortgage company. I call my servicer and I get this lady's message and I give her the message. Hey, <laughs> by the way, you guys crap the bed. I don't have insurance and I have a fire and I'm headed there now. Call yeah. me back. Right. So we, we pull up I don't remember how many alarm fire this thing was, but there are flames shooting out of the roof, like way out of the roof. How many fire trucks were there? Do you remember? I can't remember, but there was at least three and they had the big ladder truck, you know, with the, you know, with the hoses, there were guys running all over the place. And I just remember going into the building, seeing my people on the ground there and just asking if everybody's okay. Like, is everybody here? Okay. Are we, have we accounted for all of the residents? Yeah. And is anybody hurt? And no. Okay. Now I learn a little bit more about the story in just a little bit, but I'm going to, so Heather, remind me to go back to yeah. how that happened that yeah, nobody got hurt. Cause it's a pretty amazing story really. Okay. So I'm in the building and I'm walking through this building has wings, right? And so I'm in the building that's on fire, but it's only one wing that's on fire. Okay, so I'm standing, looking down the hall at water, like pouring into this wing, the wing next to the wing that's on fire. And oh, so there's water pouring into the wing that's not on fire. They're soaking the whole wing, right? There's a a little breezeway in between and water's coming in there as well. Got it. Okay. And so I get on the phone. I get on the phone with the servicer and the servicer is frantic as mm-hmm. you can imagine right service yeah. is frantic because they have a loan on this property and it's on fire they didn't pay the insurance bill okay so mm-hmm. massive problem for them so i have the you know presence of mind to record the call where on the call she says yeah man we i said but it's okay you guys force placed insurance right yeah, no, we don't have that set up on your account. And so now I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. how does this even happen? And I told her on the phone that time, I'm like, you know, this is exactly why it is you guys yes. forced me to escrow money because I'm too stupid to pay my bill and you guys didn't pay the bill. She's like, I know we really screwed up. Let me call my boss. There's another five alarm fire going on inside of the mortgage company, right? Because <laughs> Everybody is getting called yeah. at this point. Yeah. Everybody all the way up the food chain. <laughs> That's so crazy. And I had two or three phone calls with her standing in my building as it burned to the ground. Now, I don't know what the odds are of this, but I just happened to be yeah, in, in town, Memphis with a whole army of people yeah. to help out as a fire. I mean... I don't know what the odds of that are, but they got to be pretty slim. Yeah. Pretty slim. I agree. So I go downstairs and I'm meeting with the, you know, the fire chief and everybody. And they're all asking me, you know, who's the insurance company and who's my adjuster? Did you call your insurance company? I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't have an adjuster (laughs) because the insurance company just told me I don't have any insurance. So 
I'm like, I mean, you got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. Yeah. They're asking me if anybody's hurt. I'm like, no. But I said, you know, what are we going to do with these displaced residents? We have, we have, I didn't remember how many exactly were displaced, but they actually, they displaced two wings. So the wing that was on fire plus the one next to it, because they had to shut the power off and everything. So we displaced two wings of this place. And, you know, we were lining up buses and we were lining up hotel rooms. I mean, you think of a fire in a house and it's one family. I mean, yeah. And it's horrible, right? Because they're mm-hmm. losing all of their stuff and they don't have anywhere to go. And all of this stuff will now multiply that by however many people this is. And they're all 55 plus. So yeah. we can't just send them down to red roof. We have to send them somewhere. They're going to be safe. Yeah. And we have to take care of these people because that's why they live in our facility, right? It's because, mm-hmm. you know, there's some protection there. It's a gated community and everything. Oh my gosh. So I have to give crazy amounts of props to my team on the ground. By the time I showed up, they had pretty much had all of this stuff worked I mean, out. Yeah. Like handled or in process, right? Yeah. And like the biggest aha moment that I had incredible team is how nobody got hurt. Yeah. And a true testament to, you know, and we have talked ad nauseum about, you know, the crazy climate that we have in our country right now. And, you know, who hates who and who hates the other people and whoever, who hates everybody. This actually was a, it's such a cool story because in tragedy, there's always people who just step up to the plate. So I'm downstairs and I have my on-site telling me this story. She's going to try to get people out, but there's only two of them and there's all of these residents and there's a fire, right? So there's a couple that's there and they are there because their family member who was our resident had passed away. So they're collecting their things and, you know, kind of shutting things down and everything was a, they had their family uh, service, funeral service and everything. It was a sad time for these folks. Yeah. And here in the building, when the building catches on fire, they are up. So when the alarm went off, they ran up front to see what was going on. And when they found out what was going on, this is what they told the onsite. Now, these are are younger folks, obviously, because it was their parents who were in our facility. And they said, well, let's go get these people out because I'll be damned if another person is going to die today. We lost our parents, but we're not going to lose anybody else. So they went with our staff and they knocked every door, ran down the halls, knocked every door and helped these people out. Tragic situation. This could have been really, really bad. And here we have these great good Samaritans who just were like, nobody else's parents are going to die. Yeah. Not while we're here. And, and didn't you have a tenant who was like not in his right mind and didn't want to mm-hmm. leave? Yep. They kicked the door down and made the guy get out. And probably saved his life because by the time the fire department got there, it would have probably been too late. So those two people, along with my team on site, just immediately stepped into action and went and got everybody out. Amazing. Another couple of things, I think. Was this before COVID? I believe so. I think it was just before. No. Well, no, because this was last year in, this was during Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Yeah, because this was last year. like... Wow. That even complicates things even more. I just found the picture. I've been looking. I found the picture you sent me. We should put it in our, we have a Facebook group, you guys, for people to come and ask questions. And we talk about the podcast. We have Facebook live interviews and things. I'm going to post this picture with the, 
when we post this. this it was so intense. I can't explain to you what it feels like to stand in your building while it's burning. It's kind of a madhouse. And how having the right team is really, really important because they knew what to do and they just did it and kind of acted like that's just how things go. A couple of other things that are really important if you're an apartment owner out there. I am really grateful that all of our inspections, we keep current, that everything worked mm. because, man, if it didn't, definitely someone would have died. Yeah. And definitely we would have been liable. And instead, we weren't. So on that day when I, when I had no insurance on my building and I'm watching it burn, the two good things were we did everything right and we had been doing everything right. And because of that, nobody got hurt. Yeah. All of our fire suppression says our alarms, everything that we pay to have tested, those things were all operational and good to go. And they did wow. their job. So amazing. Uh, don't skip that stuff if you're out there and you own apartment buildings. Not good. Not good. Somebody will get hurt. Yeah. And there's people's lives. Oh my gosh. It's intense and it's a big responsibility, you know? Everybody thinks it's not going to happen to them. I mean, I never thought that this would happen to me. I certainly yeah. never thought that I would be in a position like this without insurance. No kidding. <laughs> so now let's go back to the story. I'm going to rewind the tape because this started several months before the fire. I got the letter that you referred to, Heather, mm. where it says, hey, look, we haven't gotten the letter from the insurance company and we're going to force place insurance on your apartment building if we don't get this figured out. So the day that I got the letter, I immediately called the servicer and I said, hey, you guys pay the insurance. Like what gives? Yeah, but we need to increase your insurance amount. Oh, and because of that, we need them to send us a new policy. And I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just, we can work on that with them. Just, you know, send the payment. So yeah. we're good to go. And you don't have to force place insurance because that's stupid. You guys have the money. It's sitting in my escrow account. She's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So we trade tons of emails back and forth with the insurance agent going back and forth. They wanted me to insure the building for some astronomical amount of money. And I'm like, guys, this is stupid. I'm not, that's ridiculous. I mean, there's no way I'm going to insure the building for that much money. It's yeah. not worth that much money. I'm not going to do it. We went back and forth, back and forth. And finally we came to a conclusion and everybody agreed. Insurance agent agreed. Servicing company agreed. I signed off on it. Everything good to go. No problem. Hmm. You know, send the insurance money, send yeah. the insurance company the money and we're good to go, right? Well, apparently everything was good to go until they didn't send the money. They just didn't pay for it. Oh my gosh. So now I'm sitting here and, I'm, and I go back to the servicer and I'm like, look guys, I have you on tape admitting that you guys did this or you, <laughs> I guess you didn't do this. And... I've got an insurance company where we tra traded tons of emails and you also said you were going to force place insurance and you didn't do any of those things. Like nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do about it? Well, they made a claim with their E&O insurance. And so now I'm, I've learned so much about insurance. I can't. Yeah. Even so the servicer has an E&O insurance and this is huh. going to be a big claim, right? This is not a small claim. Yeah, exactly. This is a big seven figure claim. So now everybody in these situations, they all start pointing fingers at each other. Well, you didn't get a letter from the insurance company. Insurance company's like, well, we sent you the letter. So, and hmm. they're like, well, the E&O insurance isn't going to pay unless we can see a copy of the letter. And I mean, just going back and forth, back and wow. forth. Back and forth. Meanwhile, I've got a building over here that yeah. is like 
smoldering and it's just sitting there. Right. And I, I can't do anything because what am I going to do? Yeah. So I'm fighting with these guys and I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, this is going to be, I'm going to end up in court. They're going to make me sue them. Both yeah. of them. Because they're both fighting over. Which who, sounds dreamy. Let's just like think about that for a minute. Oof. I mean, some of you guys have been in car accidents where the insurance company does the same thing. Like, wow, it's not our fault. I mean, your dude was driving and you got a ticket. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of your fault, right? Who exactly is my bills. Yeah. yeah, we're just not going to do it. <laughs> okay. That's kind of what it was like. It was like the servicer who admitted that it's their fault. They're like, well, I mean, they didn't send us the proper notifications. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Okay. So I'm working with their E&O insurance, which is completely different. It doesn't work the same way as normal insurance. So normal insurance, they just give you an adjuster. They go out there and they do their adjuster thing. And then you get a check for the initial, and then you do the work. And if you do more than that, then they just cut you the difference, right? Yeah. It's not hard. It's easy. Well, E&O insurance is considerably different than that. They don't cut you any money. And their whole job apparently is to make sure that their person is at fault. So this was going to be a huge, huge battle. Yeah. And I'm gearing up now for this massive battle while I'm out all of these units and I'm paying for people to be in hotels and trying to replace them into other facilities. (laughs) It's just a joke. I can't even tell you how big of a joke this was. Now, is magnified by the fact that I have investors in this property. Yeah, so now true. Notify my investors. Not only did we have a fire, but we had a fire and the servicing company didn't pay the insurance. So we don't, we also have no insurance, but all good. I'm going to get an attorney and we're going to sue them. God knows how long this is going to take. Hang in there, like tighten your seat. Don't belt. worry. It's going to be yeah, fine. No problem. I'm on it, but <laughs> it's probably going to take for freaking ever. If I know anything about insurance companies. Wow. So I'm not sure where we should leave. I think we're almost to the point where we should probably leave part one and we should do part two as a solution. Have I left anything out? Do you think, Heather? From, from No, I thought it was really thorough. I think the piece, yeah, I think we can cover that next time because you're right. It goes, it's a long story, but this is like Ron's story corner and I'm, I'm like kicking my feet up over here like, oh, this is so good. It's so, because it, I know the ending, right? The ending is good. So it's not this horrible ending. Well, I'll tease that, I guess. Uh, so I think here's the thing that I'll leave you guys before we jump. It's really, really important, your team. Now, your on-site team and everybody that I've I've already talked about is really important, but who you know in the business is also really, really important because I literally didn't know what to do here. I'm going back to the building now. I'm standing in the building. I literally don't know what to do anymore. I'm short of just trying to get an attorney and sue a whole and sue two really big companies, right? I have a huge mortgage servicing company and I have a huge insurance company and a little old Ron. Right. So short of that, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. My partner knows a guy who knows a guy. So we get on the phone with the guy he knows who knows the guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got to call this guy because he's seen everything in the insurance industry. And this guy owns and runs a, a public adjuster company. Now, I've been in the real estate business for two decades. I've never even heard of a public adjuster. I don't know. I, yeah. I've never even heard of this before. I didn't know it existed. But I call this guy and he go and immediately upon talking to this guy who's been in the business since he was like 
I mean, it's a, it's a family business. So he's been in the business since he was like a little kid, right? He knows this business mm. inside and out. And he goes, oh yeah, I got you, man. I'll help you. The next day they had somebody on site helping me with through this whole thing. And I am going to invite him on the show for part two because part two really starts with him mm. and all of the help that he brings to the table. I mean, an amazing amount of knowledge of what to do in such a psychotic situation that I found myself in. Yeah. And so it was because I knew who to call, who may not know what to do, but they know somebody. And then that person actually knew somebody. It's your network, right? That's so critical. It's really, really so important true. because these guys referred me to the attorney that I needed. Anyway, we should probably stop there, but I'm going to invite him on and Heather and I are going to talk to him about what he does. We're going to finish up the story and then we're going to talk yeah. to him about what he does because he's now helped me on a couple of other projects. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're uh -huh. very good. And the, the next one is equally, I'm not, no, that's not true. It's not equally as crazy, but it's crazy still, right? I mean, the things yeah. I'm learning about insurance is- Well, you did, probably didn't want- Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, you probably didn't want to learn is what I was saying. I, not this way anyway. I don't mind learning things. I just don't want to be the, the guinea pig learning them. Yeah. couple of things before we end. Number one, if you get that letter, make sure you do something. Pay attention. I mean, I did do something. It's not like I didn't do anything. I, I did everything I should have done. I mean, those people, you know, you naturally assume- that a servicing company is going to pay the bill because they've got skin in the game too, folks, right? Yeah. Um, that's why they sent you the letter and that's why they're saying they're going to force place insurance, okay? I never in a million years would have dreamed that those people would drop the ball so bad. So when you get the letter, follow up, make sure they get the document from the insurance company. Make sure they've paid the insurance company. Just close the loop on that whole yeah. deal so that you don't end up in my situation. And I will add something for our clients that listen, that you can log into your investor portal and there are, you can go into the property that they're sent you the letter about. And you, we have all the contacts from the transaction in there. So who the insurance agent is, because I know that's what I'm going to get from this podcast, people reaching out and saying, Hey, who's my insurance agent? Can you send me his contact? So I have it and everybody has it. So it's within um, your, your portal. investor portal. Yep. Check your portal. <laughs> Don't call Heather. Check your portal. Selfish plug right there. <laughs> That's great. But that is why we created that portal. So you have everything at your fingertips, you know, yep. because if you rely on calling us for all of that information all the time, you're going to be slow getting it when you can log in and literally have it in about one minute. Yep. hundred percent. Depending on how slow you log in, you could have it in 30 <laughs> seconds, maybe even less. Are you a fast typer? Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Unless you forget your password, then of course you <laughs> Then I guess you're in trouble. Might take you five minutes. You got to reset your password. <laughs> anyway, being that this is the get real show, that's real. That is really what happened. Holy crap. A, I can't believe I shared that. B, I can't believe it happened to me. And C, wait until you hear the rest of the story. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It gets better. <laughs> it's really good too. Okay. So with that... If you're still interested in investing in real estate after all of that, <laughs> you can reach out to us with any of your questions. We'd be happy to help you. And obviously, if you're ready to invest in property, we can help you with that too. Reach out at invest at rpcinvest.com. And if you want to be added to that Facebook group I mentioned, let us know and we'll add you in there. We just need your email address associated with your Facebook account and we can get you yeah, added. We'll send you an invitation. Account. 
Yeah. All kinds of really good information shared in there and a great group of people too. Yeah. Those of you who are listening, who are in the group, know the people in there are just solid, man. They're, they're ready to help. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what I was just talking about, right? It's a group of people who are doing things and they're not scared to share what's working for them and their contacts and all this stuff like this. It's just fantastic. Great group. I agree. Okay. Till next time. Get out there and make something happen. And that's something probably should like check, you know, just just make sure your insurance is paid up. Probably a good idea. Thanks, guys. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.